This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on The Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Sunday morning, 10.06. We are moving right along here this morning. Man, uh, again, if you're just now joining us, Lynch is in Denver. Uh, I believe he is. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. There you go. Uh, I'm not saying that. That's Jesse. Um, saying that, but I guess he had to get that out uh, just as I take this shot at the best player in the AFC West right now, which is your your Von Miller, most valuable player for the 2018-2019 Von Miller was the most valuable season. player. His name is Patrick Mahomes. That's not Von Miller. No, it's not Von Miller. I said the best player. That's Von Miller. Uh, that's. <laughs> Yeah, Von, Von Miller is uh, the best I defensive believe he made player all now. Player. I, made he, I believe he made all player two positions this year, all pro two positions this year. Von Miller? Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I think so. But that, you know, that was able to happen because the player that was the best defensive player in the AFC West was traded. I, I'm just saying. Yes. So <laughs> this year, uh, number 15 from the Kansas City Chiefs kind of took the world by storm. You know, it, good. Was, it was he was he was he was pretty pretty dang good this season. Now it started just with okay, well, this this guy could come in and anybody can have uh, a first great game of the season. Came out two touchdowns, two hundred eighty one yards. Okay, then he just got progressively better, and then he came out against the Rams and he had that phenomenal thirty uh, that phenomenal game where uh, he put up six touchdowns. He did throw three picks. But it doesn't matter. I'm not one of those people that I'm looking at three interceptions and say, oh, what a terrible game, bro. You had six touchdowns. That's awesome. Patrick Mahomes did things this season that, as a football fan, I don't think I've ever seen before. Like, you're used to seeing no-look passes in basketball. That's just kind of how it goes. It's almost it's a, it's a, it's as normal as a bounce pass at this point. But this guy was throwing no-look passes with the football. He was literally looking off defenders – to the right and throwing it left. There was a play that he was falling down and he threw it with his opposite hand for a completion. Like he, and I, I mentioned this last week, they're, they're playing, uh, I, I can't remember who they're playing. Who's their last game of the season was against the, 
Looks like the Chargers. No, they um it? the Broncos no, I'm sorry. played the Raiders. It was the Raiders. Um, so uh, there was a play in between there, and I don't think he played in that game. No, it was Seahawks. Excuse me. And uh, mind you, they lost that game. You know, against the Seahawks. But there was a play where he threw an out route, and it was like a curveball with the football. I'd never seen it. It it completely curved around and hit his receiver in stride. And those are the things that kind of left people in awe about Patrick Mahomes. And then you talk to him, and he seems like just the nicest kid and seems like the coolest coolest person. Kids are starting to, you know, grow their hair, get the Patrick Mahomes haircut. Now, mind you, I think that's Odell Beckham Jr.'s haircut without the dye and everything, but that's, you know, I digress. But he's become, in a year, kind of this, I dare I say, like, iconic player for the NFL. Like, kids, whenever young kids start to gravitate towards you and they they're you're not from their city you know it's not like it's not like kids in in Kansas City we expect them to love Patrick Mahomes but i know a lot of young kids here that they i've seen a lot of Mahomes jerseys i've seen a lot of kids doing their hair i've seen a lot of number 15s all of a sudden because of Patrick Mahomes so it, it only takes a, a, a few kids to really start a movement, and then you're just a, an iconic type of character. Well, and now you're going to start seeing the no look passes on the football I certainly field hope not. from other. You you are, and in fact, actually, you're you're starting to see um, some of the the comparisons between a Drew Lock and a Patrick Mahomes, not because of his arm strength necessarily, but because of the, some of the things he's doing, like a a no look um, underhand pass the other way, um, and so. Honestly, that what what happened when when Steph Curry came out? Like all of a sudden, everybody's trying to mimic Steph Curry and what he can do and push their range farther. And so you're starting to see that in college basketball. And you see what a guy, what was it? Was it uh, Trey Young out of Oklahoma or whatever was supposed to be the next Steph Curry? And so you start seeing guys mimicking these things, and you're going to start seeing that trickle down. All these things that that Patrick Mahomes that that he does that is that are special. People aren't going to necessarily be able to do it the way he does it, but they're going to go, well, if he can do it, maybe I can do it. And you're going to start seeing some of these things adapt. On the on the same thing, you're right. These are things that you've never seen in football before. So when you see him jump out with, what was it, like 10 touchdowns in the first two games of the season, you're going, whoa, this guy is going to be the, uh, you know, he, whoa. You're like, is he going to throw for 100 touchdowns this year? Well, well, no, that he was doing things that, defensive coordinators have never sun, seen before. So it, it literally took about, I would I want to say about six, eight games this season for defensive coordinators to find things to slow him down and bring him back down to earth. So uh, when I told you before the break, or I don't think he's ever going to, I don't know if he's going to reach 50 touchdowns again. And if, if he's definitely not going to be doing it this coming season. Well, I don't know if he'll do it this coming season, but, you know, I, I, I definitely think he can get close to it. When you got a guy like, uh, Tariq Hill, who should be in the conversation for MVP because I think Patrick Mahomes is able to have the season he's able to get because Tariq Hill is just so damn wide open. And, like, when I say wide open, I mean there's no one else. And I have a pretty big TV. There's no one else in the frame when Tariq Hill typically catches the ball. Like, he finds himself completely wide open. And so that has a lot to do with everything. We just got a few texts here on the Better You Today text line. Uh, Chiefs hasn't had a quarterback this good since Lynn Dawson. I mean, yeah, Lynn Dawson, a Hall of Famer, you know, got himself a, a Super Bowl. And so, uh, you know, a seven-time Pro Bowler, as I look it up in football reference, yeah, Lynn Dawson was good. But even still, he never had a season half as good 
as Mahomes, you know, had. You know, actually, his best season was as half as half as good as Mahomes was. So I'll take that back. So uh, that's how special uh, this guy was. We have another one from one of our P1s. Uh, my friend just visited a nephew in Texas. Uh, kid had a great Mahomes jersey on. It's he's he's now mind you, Mahomes went to Texas Tech, so it, it should be mind, mindful that or that a lot of people in that area are, are really going to gravitate uh, towards him. But yeah, you know, uh, Mahomes is one of those guys. He's uh, he's taking over and taking over in a huge way. We have another text here on the Better You Today text line. Uh, Mahomes has proved, at least in the NFL, that you don't have to be even close to a major market to be a megastar. Football is the one sport that that is absolutely true. Yeah. Only in basketball, and really not even in basketball anymore. Like, only in hoop, it used to be like, if you don't play for the Knicks, the Lakers, the Celtics, then you have almost no chance of having any exposure. Social media has changed that. So now you've got guys like the Greek Freak, who is, uh, isn't he the captain of the All-Star game, uh, the East this year? I, I'm not tuned in enough to that. I don't really, I don't remember, but I know he's one of those guys, but he's arguably the best player in the Eastern Conference arguably one of the best players in the league, and he plays for Milwaukee. Damian Lillard, uh, I don't know if there's another point guard, not Steph Curry, that I would take over Damian Lillard right now, and he plays for little old Portland. Well, so, and, and, and for example, I, I'm a big Denver fan. Denver is not really any bigger than Portland. We're about the same size as far as cities. I believe it's slightly bigger there in Denver, but it's not a huge market, but they, they attract um, players in the NFL because the Broncos have been in a winning culture. When you look at Green Bay, they can attract players because they've basically always yeah. been a winning culture. When you when you say Green Bay in the NFL, people listen because of the history of that franchise. No, yeah, you look at the teams that are – Pittsburgh. You know, you look at the teams that are really competitive and have been like those cornerstones. Like Dallas, okay, you know, I could get – I guess Texas is a is a big market, especially as far as, as, far as football because football uh, is everywhere in Texas. But, yeah, you look at the franchises that typically, you know, have done great things, man. It's – these these teams from the 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 smaller uh not smaller markets but these smaller towns that end up becoming these um these juggernaut franchises. Minnesota, sign Kirk Cousins, then you the you know, in, in the NBA they're they're trying to find their way out of Minnesota. But no, in, in the NFL they're trying to find their way into Minnesota. You know, I I know it's not small market, but on the West Coast people just tend to you know, because we're on the West Coast, people tend to forget about them. But Russell Wilson, you know, in, in Seattle, you know, the Seahawks haven't always, but they're not one of the glamorous franchises. At least over the past few years, they've become uh, one of the, I believe, five or six best franchises in all of football. So, okay, uh, we're going to get ready to to break here. But coming up next in the West Coast Bias, is Sean McVay, here's a question for you guys, is Sean McVay and his Rams team, are they becoming the new New England Patriots? We'll talk about that next, coming up on The Fan. It's time for some West Coast flavor. Yes, this is the center of the football universe. Don't oversell it. I'm not selling anything. Come on, stop milking it. I had the air in my lungs. I'd scream at you. This is West Coast Bias, an in-depth look at the NFL's Western teams on Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. West Coast Bias. We need a sponsor for this part, man. If anybody wants to sponsor West Coast Bias. Next year. Yeah, <laughs> that would be super cool. It's only, how many weeks is that? Shoot. Well, like six Football months. Football season is? Yeah, only like six months or so. So you'd be all good. Uh, 
get to a couple more texts here on the Better You Today text line before we go on to the next uh, topic. Uh, Broncos need to attract a good free agency quarterback because the only quarterback they've ever had, uh, they ever drafted, won a playoff game for them is Tim Tebow. Yes. Besides Elway, I mean. Well, they didn't draft Elway. They didn't draft Elway. Did no. They? No, that's the right. Did. The Colts did. took Elway. I remember yeah. that. I saw that 30 for 30. That's right. Well, the only quarterback they've had since the beginning, you know, they, to get him to a uh, to a playoff. It, it's funny to say that. It's just the the thing is that's a kind of a common problem. How many teams really, like, you look at how many quarterbacks did, um, we, we just talk about have, have the – Kansas City Chiefs had that have been really good. They they got Alex Smith through free agency or through a trade or whatever. It was a trade, I believe, um, that allowed them to get some some playoff wins and do some playoff games and and do some things. But you know, um, it's hard to spot that guy in the draft, and so it is real easy to say you need to go out there and you need to sign a Kirk Cousins or a Nick Foles. I was never excited about the Case Keenum signing. I never thought Case Keenum was really a starting quarterback. When I saw him play for Minnesota, I thought he had, he was – Minnesota and Philly last year were two teams that were just riding two amazingly epic waves of lucky momentum. It's the same thing that the Broncos rode into Super Bowl 50. A lot of luck. You think about how many games they won under seven points that could have gone the other way. It was a lot of luck. And a lot of these teams, the, the one thing you could say about Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, not a lot of luck there. No, I mean, not, a, not a lot of luck there. Um, like how the Chiefs bought in f- uh, five X-49ers between the first round quarterback picks, uh, Blackledge and Mahomes. So uh, DeBerg, Montana, Bono, uh Gerbeck and Alex Smith, huh? Who knew? I didn't realize they did so many dealings with, uh, with them. So another team has been doing a lot of dealing and you know going out there and just getting one-year guys, two-year guys, and hopefully uh, build up their uh, reputation as as a, as a great franchise and as a great front office. Man, the Los Angeles Rams, and it's been getting much easier to say Los Angeles Rams as opposed to. St. Louis Rams. I still call them the San Diego Chargers. It's Los Angeles Chargers. It sounds stupid. So I still say San Diego. I try not to, but it's just one. It's like I still call it Rose Garden. Like, I get it. It's the Moda Center now. Doesn't I sound think as LA cool. even wants you to call them the San Diego Chargers. I'm pretty sure they do. But either way, um, Sean McVay uh, and the Rams had a, a, we talked about it earlier, a, a big break go their way and not getting a pass interference called. Uh, that non-call really vaulted them fully into the Super Bowl picture. And so the Rams will be facing the uh, New England Patriots come next Sunday in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. But um, we've seen this happen before. We've seen something happen, and uh, I guess it'd be so quote-unquote egregious that it went to the league office and they eventually came down with the rule to change it. Uh, And I'm going back to the tuck rule. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, New England Patriots against the uh, Oakland Raiders. And what most people call a fumble, I don't, but most people uh, tend to call that play a fumble and uh, say that that play changed everything for the New England Patriots. It put the Patriots in the Super Bowl. 
They eventually went on to beat the then St. Louis Rams, and then from there they would win two more within the next three years. And Tom Brady's career would pretty much skyrocket from there. And then Bill Belichick and company never looked back. And they've been the same Patriot organization for the last, what was, 17 years now at this point. Well, Sunday, the Rams found themselves in a similar position. No call on the pass interference. Okay, we're, we're over that part. We, we know what happened. Didn't get called. That's fine. The Rams win. But if the Rams can figure out some way to go into the Super Bowl, because going to that Super Bowl, nobody expected the Patriots to win against the Rams 17 years ago. No one expected that. The Rams, the greatest show on turf with uh, with Kurt Warner and with Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, and that team was phenomenal. And then, oh, throw in Marshall Falk, you know, at, running, at the running back position who was the MVP. And, like, you tell me a team that was better than the greatest show on turf had just won a Super Bowl was it two years prior to, to to that game? So everybody knew that that St. Louis Rams team was going to go in there and just run over the Patriots. And then what do you know, man, they're able to pull it out in the end. And old man Adam Vinatieri came through with his first of three big kicks to win a Super Bowl. And again, their career took off. Could we be seeing something similar with Sean McVay and company? Again, so they've had the controversial – uh, no call that sends them to the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people, I think that right now the Patriots are three-point favorites at this point. Now, that could change by by Sunday, but at this point, they're three-point favorites. So they're, I think, considering the history, considering that the Patriots have been there nine times with Tom Brady, nobody thinks the Rams should win this game, especially considering the Patriots just went in there and they beat that Kansas City team that nobody thought they could beat twice. They went out there and beat up on a Chargers team that, I mean, I was nervous about that game. You know, they've pretty much done everything they needed to do. If you look at all the games the Pats lost this year, uh, it was uh, uh, the silliest, you know, play at the end of the of the Dolphins game that Gronkowski slipped and cost them a touchdown. It was getting beat down for three and a half quarters by Pittsburgh before they decided to make a comeback in the end. It was getting, you know, bludgeoned by Jacksonville, you know, early in the year, you know, so you look at the games they lost and outside of the Jacksonville one, they should have won, you know, a lot of those games, but they didn't, but yet, and still they find themselves in the Super Bowl. And now I just think people think that the Patriots are invincible. What happens? I think Sean McVay and, and his career that he's already the hottest name in sports right now. You say, you know, Sean McVay and you've got an NFL job somewhere, but what could this win do for McVay. I think it puts him uh, not in that same category as Belichick, but when you start talking about the best coaches in football, I think Sean McVay's name is going to be second until Belichick retires. This is the David, classic David and Goliath, right? Bill Belichick, Goliath coming in bigger than life. I've talked about um, that the when you're fighting a, a guy like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, when you're fighting these guys, when you're fighting combined Aaron Rodgers and Bill Belichick, you're not just fighting that team, the 11 guys that are on the field um, playing against them every week. You're you're competing against their legend as well because not only are you playing against those guys, you have that legend in the back of the head. You've seen it so many times that this guy's on your list that you want to be able to have that opportunity to beat him. And in reality, what this what they have that 
really helps make things a little easier, makes things a little special, is that you see it time and time again that teams, no matter how good they are, crack and fold under the pressure against these guys when it comes to push and shove at the end of a game. And I think a lot of that has to do with a game that's so that you have to be so mentally focused that just creeps in. The closer, if it's a close game in the end, you're just thinking about what. When's that moment going to come for Tom Brady? I, I've, you know, you know it's creeping forward for Brady. You, you know that you know Father Time is undefeated. But for whatever reason, he's just continued to learn how to just trudge along and everything. But I look at Jared Goff, and I look at the fact that in his second season, you know, he had a much better season than Brady did in his second season. Brady his was still growing. Brady was still very much a game manager, you know, at that point. And I think uh, Jared Goff has done a great job of being a game manager that knows how to make plays when he when he needs to. And uh, he's been one of the more underrated quarterbacks we've talked about this season. And I think because you don't really expect a lot from golf. When you start talking about this great Rams roster, when does golf, when do you say Jared Goff? It's, it's almost like it's like the fourth or fifth name you say. And how many franchises can honestly say when they start with their great players, their quarterback isn't first. If we start talking about, we talk about the Vikings right now, the first name you're going to say, Kirk Cousins. And then you're just going to start filling in names from there. But when you start talking about this Rams team, man, Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue, Akeem Talib, Todd Gurley. And Gurley's probably the first name that you end up saying. And then, oh, yeah, who's their quarterback? Jared Goff? That's kind of how it goes. No one expects much from Goff. Like, nobody expected much from Brady taking over for Drew Bledsoe. Who, yeah. You're going to come in and take over for this legend and Drew Bledsoe and going to, yeah, I am, and I'm going to win multiple Super Bowls. You would have laughed in Brady's face. If they even told you, yeah, I'm going to win multiple Super Bowls and I'm going to take over for the, one of the most iconic Patriot quarterbacks of all time and Drew Bledsoe. Well, this is full circle. You know, when Brady took that field, that first Super Bowl, he was David. You know, Goliath was that greatest show on turf. They looked unstoppable, invincible. You, you just saw him win a Super Bowl. And then Brady comes in and he does his thing. His legend grows. He builds his kingdom. Now he's Goliath. And you're right. Goff, the things that they're doing there with with McVeigh, McVeigh, like how, you know, he he he's got another 30, 35 years coaching, and he's he he's already to. his coaching tree's already started. He's he's already got a franchise caliber quarterback. He's got one of the best running backs in the game, and he's already starting to sign those one year free agents that have been superstars, and now. They, they're not necessarily looking for those Pro Bowl, all Pro accolades. They're looking for the ring. And so what, what's, what's been the backbone of the Patriots? Finding those guys that are willing to sacrifice, that come in and that are studs and just want the ring. And that's already happening in L.A. So you, you just you kind of see that torch passing. And so the question is, is what's, what is Bill Belichick going to do to combat this young guy in Sean McVay and Jared Goff? Well, I guess we'll find out next Sunday, won't we? Super Bowl 53, Patriots, Rams. I think you know where my money is going. Uh, we're going to have a full preview for you next Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday. Once the whole gang is here, Lynch will be back from Denver, and uh, we'll get to talking about the greatest game on earth, which is the Super Bowl. Okay, uh, coming up next, hate it or love it, uh, but first, Jesse has Sports Center.
Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10.36 as we get ready to wind down Football Sunday. Uh, this is Hate It or Love It. Um, this is our uh, buy-sell kind of edition show that we do, our Around the Horn segment, although we can't go Around the Horn because Mike Lynch decided to selfishly go to Denver for the first time. So, he was afraid. He was afraid of all Lynch. these. Yeah, he was afraid of all those. Thank you for all the points. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. That's how we start. That's how we should start every show, uh, just just so we're clear. Every fader to love it should start <laughs> just like that. Uh, so Jesse's going to ask some questions. I'm going to go ahead and answer said questions. If he likes what I have to say, he'll give me a point. If he doesn't, he'll give me a, not a point. And looks like I'm going to win today. So get my victory music ready and to you know, be queued up for the next thing. So, uh, Jesse, go ahead and get us started, bro. So, uh, let's, let, we'll do this kind of like a, a Super Bowl related. It'll, it'll be related to the Super Bowl teams. We'll have several questions. Uh, we don't need to necessarily give out points, obviously, since Mike Lynch is here. But um, we'll, we'll start out with uh, the New England Patriots. Now, um, as we all know, they had Jimmy Garoppolo. That, that creates created quite a stir last season when they traded him to the San Francisco 49ers because many expected him to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. But Tom Brady refuses to retire. Why? Because he's going to yet again another Super Bowl. So with that said, he is getting a little bit older. Was he like 41 now? Mm-hmm. 41? He's 41. He's 41 years old. I mean, he's making Adam Vinatieri look young making Adam Vinatieri look young. Yeah. Love or hate, New England Patriots will use with either their first or second round pick. I don't even know if they have a first, second round pick, what their pick situation is. But I believe they have like 12 picks this season. So a I'm pretty sure they have 12 picks, right? Yes, they have a lot of picks. So I'm pretty sure they have a, a first and a, at least a one and two second round uh, picks. So love or hate, they will use either a first or second round pick to pick up a quarterback this draft. Oh, uh, love. Um I think they know that the writing uh, is pretty much on the wall. Uh, Brady is older, and you can just kind of tell that from the way he throws the ball now. He's not going to – he doesn't have uh, the same type of zip on his arm that he used to have. Now, Brady's never been, like, uh, a huge arm guy, but he can get it to you a lot faster than he's actually been able to kind of let the ball go. So uh, I think you look at that, and you look at the fact that he's 41, and you're you're going to need to find somebody to replace him at a point because – while, you know, he might uh, – he's not going to be as good, clearly. And if you still want to be able to compete, then you're going to need that next guy up. Uh, who knows how much longer Brady can do this. I'm going to give him another year uh, before the wheels completely fall off. And this is one of those things, when they fall off, they fall off hard. And it's not a slow, you know, slow regression. It usually happens really, really fast. For a player like Brady, I don't see himself, you know, being one of those guys that's going to go out there and just let himself – uh, a road like that. So I'll give him another season, but this is a great opportunity to go out there and get a young guy like Kyler Murray who's supposed to go towards the end uh, of the draft, of the first round, of or into the second round. So that's a great opportunity to go out there and get that guy that nobody's really talking about uh, to help mold him. You've seen the Patriots win with guys like Jimmy Garoppolo. You saw Jacoby Brissett come out and win a game for the Patriots. You know, they won uh, four games with uh, with four different quarterbacks in five weeks. So uh, with three different quarterbacks in five weeks. So that lets you know exactly how a good uh, of an offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels is, how great of a head coach Bill Belichick is. All they need to do is find that guy, and then they can move forward. Yeah, no, I think there's some definitely some talent too that they can maybe take in the um, the second round. You don't know if like Daniel Jones is going to be a late first rounder, early second rounder, 
Um, you know, they definitely have the capital to maneuver and move up. Um, whether they're going to take a guy like, I believe it's uh, Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo, who is supposed to be kind of a phenom and his stock really raised um, after playing in the Senior Bowl. And so um, I think those prospects are there where you have guys here where they're like, this isn't a great quarterback draft. And it's probably not a great quarterback draft because there's not a lot of talent that's ready to come in and just take the league by storm when you're seeing that recently with guys like Carson Wentz, right? And and so um, I I agree. You, you, you have great talent that I think is going to fall in this draft that if you give it time to mature and maturate behind the right people, and, that, you know, you think about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they've proven that they can maturate other quarterbacks. Um, I think this is a great year and of the year that they are going to take one. Um, now we'll we'll move on to the LA Rams. We'll give uh, we'll give a little bit of love to LA um, and Indomitian Sue, former um, Grant General. Hey-oh. Oh yeah, go Generals! Northeast Portland, that's what's up. Yeah, Northeast being represented in the Super Bowl. Um, largely in part because Indomitian Sioux signed a one-year deal to play in L.A. Love or hate, the L.A. Rams and Indomitian Sioux will find a way to come to terms and and have uh, well, sign another contract for at least another year. Um, hmm. Love. Uh, from everything I hear, uh, you know, just from having friends and stuff like that that know Indomitian, hang out with him, co-workers and stuff like that. Uh, he loves it in L.A. That's a place that he's always lived already. He's always, always had a spot out there even when he played for Detroit. So it's not really uh, – this is kind of another home for him, especially being uh, West Coast. You're still a two-hour flight away from Portland. He still has – He's still very big in the community over here as his parents, as his mom is very big in the the community over here. I believe his sister is his business manager. She's also from here and everything. So uh, there's still that tie to the Northwest and everything. And I know he loves uh, coming home. So I think him signing with the Rams, you look at this this really defensive front he has with Aaron Donald. Tell me a more, a, a scarier, uh, uh, front four, you know, than what they have, or really just two of the front four uh, from from that Rams defense. So I think he sees where his bread is butter. Uh, he's been like Chris Long. Chris Long's in the league for a long time before he really got his opportunity to compete for a Super Bowl, and now he's been on two teams in, in three years that have been in the playoffs. I think Indomitian has been one of those players that deserved to compete for a Super Bowl. He's been a great defensive lineman for a lot of years now. And I think this is finally his opportunity, much like Reggie White towards the end of his career, to be able to kind of um, cap cap off the next few years with maybe a couple Super Bowl runs. So I think his best opportunity to do that is right there with the Rams. You know, and, and that's one thing that's nice about Sue. You know, he's made his money, right? And, you're good. Like, you're you're good. You, you have people you trust managing your money. Like, like now it's like you can tell he wants to win. And and the nice thing about a place like L.A., you, you could tell all season long you didn't see – in Dominican Sue, the way we're used to seeing in Dominican Sue, but you've seen that the last two weeks, and and I said it, you know, a couple weeks ago. I, I think Wade Phelps went in there and was like, "Yeah, yeah, we, we we need you for three games. We need we need vintage and Dominican Sue for for three games. You can bring, you know, regular season and Dominican Sue for sixteen games. Come in there and and you can play and and play like a good player. But vintage and Dominican Sue in the playoffs is what we need, and and that's what he did, and that's what you're, you know, I think the um. Uh, so I, I agree. I think you have Wade Phillips, who's a player's coach. You're winning. I think they're, he'll probably make enough money, especially since he's doing enough here in the playoffs. He's on the West Coast. A lot of things to like in L.A. Um, 
You know, he's probably smoked a little herb down there because it's legal. Probably so. <laughs> so I mean, in the offseason, though. Right, allegedly. in the offseason, right? Allegedly. Uh, and then finally, uh, the the Saints. The Saints, the Saints, the Saints, the Saints. Now, we saw, like, a prolific offense all the way up until, what, Thanksgiving? Right around there. When they, when they played Dallas. I can't remember when they exactly played Dallas. But they played Dallas. The wheels fell off. Apparently, Dallas showed the blueprint to the rest of the NFL, how you slow down uh, New Orleans. Um, made it all the way to the NFC title game. Arguably, probably should have been going on to the Super Bowl, but they're not. Love or hate, this was Drew Brees' last best chance to make a Super Bowl. Love. Um, I think that was it. I and mean, We talked about it a little earlier. Drew Brees has kind of been one of those guys that's escaped the old man kind of conversation we've been having about Brady, the old man conversation we had about Peyton, you know, Drew Brees has kind of alluded that just because um, he's been so productive, you know, 5,000 yards. And I think we look at this 3,500-yard season that he had, and it's kind of like, he's just okay. But that's just the truth. Um, Drew Brees isn't throwing the ball, you know, 35, 40 yards downfield anymore. You know, he's not really – he doesn't really have the ability uh, to do that anymore. You know, he's made a, a career out of being – the smaller quarterback for most of his career and he's dealt with some injuries and he's uh, fought through some things. And I think at this point he's just much older and you can tell he did a lot of much shorter routes than uh, than we're used to seeing Drew Brees throws and that's with a great receiver like Michael Thompson in the time of Thomas. You know, he still was only able to do certain uh, certain things. So I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at Alvin Kamara and say really how much uh, how, how much more can he surprise, you know, um, defenses with what he's been able to do? I think a guy like Michael Thomas, is, he's, he's the exception because he's going to be a great receiver, especially once he finds the right situation. But um, a Saints defense that went back and forth, they were great last year. Then they were just okay at points this year. Then they were great at points this year. So you don't really know what you're going to get from that team. I don't know if you're going to get the same type of effort from the squad next year. Uh, I think the, the Saints were literally – you know, a touchdown away from going back to the Super Bowl where I think they could have won. But um, so is life. And, you know, here we are. Do you uh, do you, you think um, the Saints are going to be drafting a quarterback? I think they should. I think any team that has a 40-year-old quarterback needs to work on drafting the future. You know, and I, I, I'm all for loyalty, which is why I said earlier I stood by Robert Kraft and wanted to keep Brady because I'm all for – for loyalty, you know what I'm saying? I, I think the Lakers should have tried to reach out and keep Shaq. I think the Blazers should have tried more to uh, to keep, you know, Drexler, although I know why Drexler left. He needed to get his championship, which I totally understood. So I'm all for loyalty, but, you know, it's one of those things. You got to make sure you have a plan. Loyalty only goes so far. Don't don't believe in Taysom Hill? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't mean we, we didn't believe in Patrick Mahomes because he started behind uh, uh, Alex Smith. So I don't know yet. We don't know what we have yet. All right. All right. Well, shoot. Uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to play my theme music, and then we're going to end the show. I don't know what we're going to talk about. It's going to be sports. That's next on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, for those of you that were looking to hear my music, apparently it's not there. And so we'll have to do with this. I think this is Eminem. So, okay. Well, you know, Eminem is tight. 
I'll mess with it. Sorry. Him. Sorry. No, no we're, I, they keep uh, screwing up the computers in here. And uh, once again, the board and the computer and everything are not talking together correctly. And so I can't get your music to play oh. through the soundboard. Oh, crap. You know, this it's place on. is constantly being sliced and diced and patched together and yeah i couldn't work in there and i say this all the time like i don't I, I would go i would go crazy just because there's too many buttons number one and all those buttons do something different and i'm the type of dude that would go in there and start pressing buttons and mess everything up so i'm not really uh looking to uh to do that so i'm, I'm glad that i have you and i'm glad when things go wrong lynch is able to come in there you know joe fisher you know uh all, all those guys, I can't do any of that. It's easier than it looks. Is it but, really? Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. I'll be honest. It it's daunting. Just, looking just considering the way you 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 look when you can't find stuff, it doesn't sound that easy. It doesn't. It doesn't look that easy, bro. No, it's mostly the. I mean, um, you, you look. You guys look so stressed out. I would like from you to swag to Preston. Like all you guys always look so stressed out based on that damn board. Well, when it, it's mostly the dead air stress. So if. You don't, you don't want that dead air on your shoulders. And uh, obviously, um, if the board's not running cl correctly, that, that can happen. Um, in this case, not able to get the proper channels working through a computer and, you know, whatever. It, it is what it, it is. It sounds like people want to hear the song, but it's okay. You know, it's a very uplifting song. It I is. I feel great about it, you know, every time I, mean, I, every time I hear it, so... Uh, any big plans for the day? Now that football's over, there's no game today, which kind of sucks. That's the part. This is the week that sucks about the Super Bowl. Like that no football. There's the Pro Bowl, but don't talk to me about the Pro Bowl. Nobody wants to watch half-ass football. I say just turn the Pro Bowl into just flag football. Just I would, I would maybe watch that for a few minutes or just let them do just that skills challenge on Tuesday on, on Sundays. But outside of that, the Pro Bowl, nobody wants to watch half-ass football. You know, like you don't want to tackle people because you don't want to get them hurt. You're not really covering people. Uh, people don't want to hurt themselves, so they're not really going full bore or jumping. Like, let's just let them race and lift weights against each other. And, like, seriously, like, let them do, like, a strongman competition and stuff like that. Uh, see how many, you know, who, who, which quarterback can hit the same spot over and over again on, on a target, a moving target. That's the type of stuff I want to see. Like, or bring back the rock and jock games, the MTV games. I'll go for those. You know, but right now the Pro Bowl is clearly the worst all-star game in sports. Hockey is probably the best all-star game. Then NBA, uh, just considering they've been getting a little more competitive in the first few quarters about playing defense over the past couple years, even though they did put up like 190, 160 like two years ago, and that kind of made them play a little harder last year. But uh, even still, like, if you don't like them not playing defense in the NBA All-Star game, then you must hate the Pro Bowl because there is no defense played and still it's like a 13 to 16 game. I honestly, just the, the reason I typically will um, look at, or watch the Pro Bowl is because I just know that there's not going to be any football for six months, and that makes me very sad, and so I'll – I'll typically watch it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to watch it today or not. Uh, You're actually thinking about it. Oh, wow. That's yeah. huge. I'll, oh, wow. That's so cute. For sure. I'm not watching that at all. Uh, got a couple messages here on the uh, Better You Today text line. Uh, 
Thanks, NFL, for admitting fault and finding Robbie. Uh, it makes everything so much better, Saints fans. Yeah. Uh, then we have another one uh, from one of our P1s. Uh, cornerback, there it is. I found it. I, uh, see, I made it happen. Cornerback versus receiver trash talk slam. That would be a be scored like a poetry dream. Like, I would love to see, man, Odell Beckham and, let's say, uh, uh, Josh Norman, you know what I'm saying, go back and forth at each other throwing verbal jabs. I think that would be fun. You know what I mean? Wouldn't it? Or let's let them throw real jabs at each other and let them put on, like, the big novelty uh, boxing gloves. You know, because then nobody's really going to get hurt. No feelings are really going to get hurt because you got those big novelty gloves on. But it'd be fun to see somebody uh, strong really get hit with you know, with one of those. I think that'd be fun. Or, it, it, or do an American Gladiator style, right? Let them joust and let them do, like, competitions like that. Like, I think that would be dope. Bring back American Gladiators one time for the Pro Bowl. I guarantee people more people watch that than the actual game. I, I actually like the competition, uh, the like the quarterback competition that they have on, I believe it was on Thursday, um, the skills competition for, um, I, think, I think that's pretty fun. Watching them hit these, like, moving targets at like 40 yards on a dime is is pretty it, it just kind of puts things into perspective for you mm-hmm. obviously it's cool to watch it on sunday but then you go oh yeah these guys are literally throwing into a 12 inch hole we got some messages here on the better you today text line uh just award the players with pro bowl nominations and scrape the so-called game like i i kind of tend to agree with that a little bit you know just kind of let it go because nobody wants to watch halfway football or Make the Pro Bowl like a college game or to, to where, you know, that, that could be the senior bowl all of a sudden. And, I mean, unless you're going to be a first-round pick, then that's exactly the game you need to play in to prove that you should be drafted. I think, you know, I think that would kind of change a lot of things for, for people and not just to make, pe- make sure people don't get hurt. Let them play like a quarter, only a quarter in between there. It would be more fun if there were more personal rivalries in um, in the NFL. Like, I remember Aqib Tlaib and... Um, Michael Crabtree. Oh. Those two hate each other. Like it was uh, last year, Akeem Talib ripped Snatches, Crabtree's chain. Yeah, that's the ultimate sign. That's how I know Akeem Talib is about the life, and Michael Tra- Crabtree is not. Because if you snatch my chain, you basically said you ain't s word, and I'm taking your chain from you. There's nothing you're going to be able to do. And Crabtree just let him do it. You know, for the most part, he got his chain snatched, and his grandmama gave him that chain. But it didn't matter. And I would like to say I would like to see some throwing some boxing matches or something like that. Throwing more than that, let's do some Greco roaming wrestling. Yeah, like, if these guys didn't like each other, it'd be a lot more entertaining. Instead, you got you got uh Philip Lindsay and Chris Harris Jr. taking pictures with Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, no, 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 that's AFC West. Like, that's that's not somebody you take a picture with. No, it's not somebody. Well, I mean, at that in in, in that setting, you know what I'm saying, all-star, it's all good. I mean, AFC I West rival, man. Hey, AFC I, I, wide, I, I oh. get it. I get it. But, you know what I'm saying, I think that's the one time when you come together for all-star stuff, Team USA, all that type of stuff, it's like, okay, man, we're going to let this go for now. But just know it's all it's all jabs and it's all jokes and stuff when we're on the bus and all those other things. We're definitely talking about how weak you are. But, uh, and you know, it's the same things. You know, if you have uh, a few Duke guys on the team and a few Kentucky guys or if you know, like, you all, you're always going to kind of go at each other like that. So, but when you come together to play, you're all trying to do one thing. So I totally get that. But, you know, and a lot of these dudes know each other. They text each other. They kick it with each other on the weekends and, you know, on the offseason and all that jazz. So, yeah, man. So I don't know what I'm going to do uh, today. I have some cleaning I should probably do. But luckily there's no football on, so I'm not missing anything. You know what I mean? So, uh, so okay, that's going to do it for us on uh, 
football Sunday. There's only one more of these left. Mike Lynch will be back uh, next Sunday, so the group will all be here. Thank you guys for interacting with us on the Better You Today text line. You can always get at me on Twitter at TaylorMade503. He's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. Make sure you get at us at any point, man. Thank you guys for rocking with us on the text line. Uh, get at us on Twitter, like I said. Please enjoy your Sunday. Next Sunday, Super Bowl, so make sure you get all your stuff ready for your party. If you're having a party, please make sure to invite your boy. Get it to me on Twitter. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Peace. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! Arr. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.